This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guilty pleasures and growing pains with Nina and friends. I'm really excited about today's guest. His name is Case Kenny. He's all over Instagram. He has a podcast too called New Mindset Who Dis. He's dropping all kinds of knowledge about relationships that we need to know and spreading positivity. Case, welcome to our our little part of the podcast world. Hello, it's good to be here. I'm glad I could crash your little party. Thank you so much. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm so excited. And all my friends are going to be jealous because... Case actually happens to be here in Chicago, but funny story, I was actually just put on to you like a month ago. A friend of mine who lives in California follows you religiously and she's like, you need to follow Case Kenny. He's in Chicago and I think he could help you. And then wow. <laughs> I know, but it, it's a compliment. And um Upon stalking you farther, I've also seen a lot of my other friends around the country that have been following your work. So you have quite the reach, Case. Love that. I love to go coast to coast. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate your friend. So tell her or him thank you. <laughs> I absolutely will. But we'll be selfish and appreciate you here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. There was something that you had posted that caught my attention, and it was your perspective on chasing and attracting people. And I want to get into that conversation with you in just a second. But first... How did you stumble into this space where you're like, you know what, I'm going to use my voice and I'm going to talk about relationships and I'm going to have a podcast too, you know, and and use music to bring it all together. What was that journey like for you? Yeah, uh, totally random. Absolutely random. I mean, I've always been a writer um, and, you know, I've always loved just, you know, writing and sharing my thoughts on things. So a couple of years ago, I started sharing my thoughts on like mindfulness topics, um, you know, how to be a better person, how to push yourself, confidence, that kind of thing. I never... I always felt that I wasn't really qualified to give relationship advice. So I actually held off on doing that for quite some time. But then on the podcast, the podcast get, kept getting more popular and more popular. It was in the Apple um, top 100. Um, and people were asking me, what are my thoughts on different relationship advice topics? So I just started giving it with the, you know, the preface that, Hey, these are just my thoughts. I'm not an expert. Um, and that blew it up even further. So, you know, I, I'm one to respond to what people think is helpful. And people kept saying that my perspective was helpful because I'm just, I'm just a dude living in Chicago. I'm single as well. You know, I'm not an expert. I'm not more enlightened than the average person necessarily. <laughs> um, and people just gravitated to, towards that. So I'm like, all right, well, if that's what the people want. Then I'm going to keep this what the people want. So <laughs> I just really, honestly, I just, I, 
I just dug into it. Like I just, you know, um, I just give my thoughts on dating and relationships and being single and, um, kind of, I combine that with my approach towards life, which is overwhelmingly positive. Um, and people seem to really enjoy it. So I just, I keep doing it until people tell me otherwise, I'm, I'm going to keep sharing my feelings as I call it on the topic. We're all about sharing feelings here. So you'll feel at home. But if you do want to check out Casey's podcast, again, I mentioned it in the beginning, but it's called New Mindset. Who dis? Did I say it right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> you did. Nailed it. Okay, cool. Um, so I would assume that you're sharing from a place of your own personal experiences when you're giving out this type of advice. So like, when was your last heartbreak? Just out of curiosity, not to get too personal, but... Yeah, no, let's do it. Let's go right into the feelings. Um, (laughs) Honestly, that is really important to me. Like, I only give advice. I really try to only give advice from things that I've experienced myself Mm. or witnessed firsthand or have some kind of connection to. I think it's worthless for me just to give theoretical advice. So, I mean, Mm. to answer your question, everything for me started the I started the podcast when I came out of a like two and a half year long relationship we lived together um it was really serious um, and then it kind of fell apart and coming out of that I was like man like you know who is case like I had my identity was kind of wrapped up in that relationship so Mm -hmm. it was from that um relationship ending two years ago that um I really decided to dive into this and I've been single ever since um uh, by on purpose uh by i, I think so <laughs> on purpose <laughs> um, and yeah so it kind of it kind of came from that all things not just like the, the dating perspective but mindfulness and identity and confidence and self-esteem kind of my my journey into that all started um, com- coming out of that relationship so what do you think the biggest takeaway during this time of you being alone was yeah oh, man how much time do you have i mean i <laughs> i i I I think being single is the greatest gift you can have. Like I am on a mission to help kind of help people understand that being single is not a negative thing. It doesn't mean you're lacking. It doesn't mean you're losing. It doesn't mean you're falling behind. Um, And obviously like I'm in, you know, it's different for men and women and it's different at certain ages, but I, I really stand by that universally that, single is your superpower. I wrote a book called single is your superpower because I really think it is. I think it's your, when you're single, it's the most pivotal time for you to grow as a person. I'm not saying like being single is awesome because you can screw around and do all this and do that. That's a bonus, I suppose. But like being single is the greatest opportunity you have to know yourself, to know what you want. And while you're single to truly know what it is you want in a relationship so that when it's time for you to get serious or when you are serious or when you're dating casually, you're, you're doing it with purpose and intent um, so that you can avoid kind of the pitfalls of dating. I talk to so many people who are just miserable dating and they think it's the worst and everyone is this or that. And, you know, it's all gloom and doom. And while certainly I can empathize with, you know, dating horror stories because yeah. I hear them all the time. I think there's, there is a, there is a mindset to have that if you have it while you're dating, things just roll off your shoulder. Someone goes to you, it's like, huh, okay, they're lost. You know, you go on two dates and it, and it doesn't work out. Huh? Okay, on to the next one. Like, there's a mindset that I think goes along with dating that mirrors my approach to just being optimistic in life. And I think it's a gift. I think it's. I think if you could tap into it, you're just going to be so much happier. So, yeah, that's why I say, I say single is your superpower because it's during that time where you really understand who you are, what you want, what you're capable of, and then you can mirror that in someone else. You could be intent dental intentional and and you could um you can attract rather than chase which is my my whole kind of diatribe on on mindset there but yeah i i I think that's it i mean it's such a gift to be single which i think is 
uh, kind of contrast to what a lot of people assume about it. And if we all had glasses, we'd put them in the air right now. And, and cheers. <laughs> okay, so this is Krista. So I actually saw a meme the other day that said, I may be alone, but I'm not lonely. So I don't know if Nina was going to piggyback off of what you were saying about single being your superpower, but can you kind of give a little bit more details or like some specifics as far as like enjoying being alone and not consistently having that daunting feeling of like, ugh, am I going to be alone forever? Because I feel like it's a mindset, like you said. Yeah, it's, it's a total, total mindset. I mean, for me, like, I look at things pretty logically. And like, I think in life, let's say you flash forward 20 years from now. And 20 years from now, you just got to have the faith that you're going to find someone, you start a family, whatever it is you want. You have the faith that that's going to happen. That's just optimism, right? That's mm-hmm. just a, a thing that you do. But if you were to look back 20 years from now, I think it's I think it's impossible for you to look back and be like, man, I really regret being single in my 20s. I really regret being single in my 30s. I don't think it's possible to look back and regret being single. I really don't. Like being single to me is synonymous with exploring what you want, letting your curiosity guide you, you know, having the freedom to change your mind on something, having the freedom to change your job, having the freedom to change your city. Like there's so much freedom associated with being single. You're never going to look back and regret that. I don't, I think in the moment we're human and it's easy to get caught up in, Mm -hmm. man, that went on another bad date or Mm -hmm. it's been months, you know, I'm hurting over here or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, you know, But I I think it's impossible to look back and be like, I regret having the freedom, having the growth that I had for a year or five years or even single for 10 years, like Mm. whatever it is. I don't think you'll ever regret that. And to me, like, I know that's just a minor thing, but like time, if you look at time, like on a line, like linearly, like you've got all this time in the future where you're optimistic that, you know, you're going to find your person and you're going to have a life together and it's going to be amazing. Until then, though, you know, you have this amazing opportunity to, to, to explore things. Because, I mean, the reality of life is, you know, once you're in that relationship and it's, you know, and you're married or you're with kids, like things change. Mm-hmm. Obviously, things change. Your priorities change. They have to change. Like being single is the opportunity to be compassionately selfish mm-hmm. um, in a good way. Right. So I, I think it's 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 something you'll never regret. And that and that's the biggest thing for me. Like I'm all in life, whether it's dating or just mindfulness in general. My life is about minimizing regret so that, you know, I, I'm 50, 60, however old I get. And I look back and I'm like, hey, I have nothing to regret because I tried this. I tried that. You know, there, there was no, there was nothing that I should have done that I wished, um, that I wish I did and I didn't do. And I think being single is one of those things. It's like, if you're single, whether it's by choice or not, like there is something to appreciate in that scenario. So I'm, I'm very out of it about that. And, uh, it tends to kind of flip the mindset on its head for, for some people. Well, I think it's really important for a lot of people to think about too, though, just, and it is perspective because it's really easy to be sad when you're home by yourself, but Mm -hmm. think of all the things you can do that you're not being judged for. I'm going to just pop my zit while I'm watching the show. Is that cool? (laughs) You know, (laughs) and I appreciate that moment. Yes, girl. And there's no rush to forever is another thing that I always say. But I mean, case when you get to that point, you are appreciating your single time and you're starting to look a little bit. And I think a lot of us get in our own ways, especially when it comes to chasing. I used to be the type of woman that was like, if I want it, I'm going to go get it. Mm. I'm going to let him know how I feel and I'm just going to go take it. (laughs) And I used to believe that actually for a long time, because to some men, I'm intimidating. And I felt like it was my job to show them you want me 
but it backfired, <laughs> as you can imagine. <laughs> and so, so I'm actually trying to put into practice in my life exactly what you're saying. And that's why I knew that we needed to talk to you today. So this whole concept about you either attract or you chase. Mm. Can you break that down for us? Yeah, certainly. Uh, well, I, I don't know. I don't speak it for myself. I love like aggressive women, like in the, in the quotes there. I think it's, <laughs> it's freaking, it's, it's amazing when like a woman, uh, you know, <laughs> Uh, it speaks speaks her mind and goes after what she wants. So uh, that's another topic, I suppose. Um, yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, you can come back to that. One. Of, of, yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, the idea of, of chasing versus attracting. I mean, to me, it's it's a mindset. Certainly, those are kind of ambiguous terms. But like, chasing is something that we're all we all do at a certain point of our lives. It's when you're impatient. Um, you know, you, you're mm-hmm. you feel like you're falling behind in your life in your dating life. You don't feel in control because you're you're getting ghosted or you're going on bad dates or you just can't mm-hmm. find your groove. You, you end up feeling desperate. Um, you might start, you know, you just feel desperate. Um, attracting, though, on the other hand, is a very centered mindset. It's where you're proud of yourself. You know what you have to offer. You know you're worthy of that, and you're just honest with other people. I mean, you put yourself out there and you let they you let them react to you, and you're just honest. Um, I, I think the the key to putting yourself in a, in a attracting mindset versus a chasing mindset comes back to something I talked about forever ago. That's kind of the foundation that everything that I talk about when it comes to dating and a relationship is knowing why you're dating. Mm. And I know that's such a simple thing. It's like, well, what do you mean? Why are you dating? Well, I'm dating because I'm human and you're not <laughs> supposed to be alone. You're supposed to biological. Like you're supposed to spend your life with someone. You're supposed to share your life with someone. And I think that's all true, of course, but I don't think that's enough. And I don't think it's a te- intentional enough. I find that, when you find yourself chasing, that mean, that means like you're answering you up text. You're you're accepting someone someone's behavior of you know not texting you back for days. Mm-hmm. You know you're accepting someone only Snapchatting you versus calling you or texting. Oh. You're the little things like you're you're accepting okay. you're um, accepting mixed signals, right? That happens when you don't know your why. And I and I say your why your why is why are you dating like? specifically why you're dating, not what I just mentioned of don't want to be alone, want to spend your life. Like, what is it specifically that you're trying to get out of a relationship? And I say this all the time. I think dating, it has to be selfish. Like, yes, it's about adding, adding compassion and value to someone else's life, but at its core, it's about adding value and compassion and growth to your own life. And I think you need to define that. Like, why are you dating? Like for me, my dating, why is really cliche, but it's specific. It's like, I want someone who makes me a better man. Yeah. And there's feel, there's feelings that I go alongside of it. I want someone who makes me feel a certain way, right? Supported and vulnerable and, and all these different things. Right. But that's specific. And it, it's much deeper. I, if I were to ask a couple of people like, Hey, why are you dating? Like, I, I feel like some people would get tripped up on it or they'd have to think about it. Um, and that's just, to me, that's an indication that they haven't really given it that much thought. So to me, it's super, super important that you understand your why. And when you do, I think you're not going to find yourself chasing so much because it, it doesn't align. Like it's going to be very clear to you that someone who's giving you mixed signals, they're not going to give you your why. They're not going to make you feel that way that you've outlined you want. Attracting though, it's like, I know, I know why I'm dating. I know what I stand for and I know what I have to offer and I'm going to put it out there. And if it's not received, it's okay because I'm going to keep moving on aligned with my why. So like that, that's my whole thing. It requires it requires self-awareness certainly and mm-hmm. it's it's not always easy because humans are complicated and you know someone could say one thing and do another 
But I think if you're in touch with your why and you're self-aware and you're intentional, you're going to be much happier because you're, you're, you're going to act with intention. Like it's amazing how many to in personally, I, I I'm guilty of this. Like, it's amazing how we, we date and we just do things without questioning it. Like, why did I agree to go on a date with this woman when I knew, I just knew at the beginning that we're probably not a good match. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm a, I'm a weak man and I just did it. Or maybe I didn't want to hurt her feelings. Who knows? But right. like, you, you gotta get, you gotta get rid of those, those type of mentality. And I think if you know your why, um, you, you're going to, so that's, that's my long diatribe, but I think it's so important. It's no. so important. And I want to, I want to help people uh, avoid that. Certainly. I think that's such an interesting thing because I never thought about the why in dating, I mm-hmm. guess with intention, because I think that there was a time too where I was trying to take the pressure off of dating in the why, because especially as women, I don't want to say all women, but there comes a time or a moment where your intention, of course, is that's going to be my boyfriend and then we're going to live together. And, you know, sometimes you start to spiral and you have this idea in your mind before you even get to date three. And that's obviously, right. you know, romanticizing the idea of a person. What I used to do to take that pressure off was like, well, I'm just going to go into it with no expectations just to have fun. And hearing you talk about the why, clearly there was no why, but I was trying to relieve myself of the pressure of a why. Does that make sense? Do you think that that's just something that grows with with time, like maturity? Or? I do. I do. Yeah. I mean, like, to, to be honest, I'm out of the... F- like phase where I'm just like doing things for fun. And, yeah. and, I, and I think other, other people are as well. I mean, I'm 32. I'm not, I'm not old. I'm not young. Right. I'm right in, right in the meat of the curve. But right. like, uh, I, I think doing things for fun has a stage. Certainly I've been there. It, you know, it's fun. It is what it is, but it, it, it lacks intention. And even if you have intention, that's something like, I want him to be my boyfriend. I want to live together. I, and so on and so forth. Like that is like action oriented intention, which is good but again, like, what is the purpose right. behind that? Like, what is the way that you want to feel with this guy? What is the way you want him to make you feel? What is the way that you want to make him feel? I, I just feel like those are, those are much better focus points than like stages in a relationship. Oh, I need to define the relationship. I need mm-hmm. to so on and so forth. I, I just, I really do think it comes down to, you know, what is that feeling that, that, that person is going to make you feel? I, I've, I've talked about this before and like the idea of soulmates, like, um, you know, a lot of people have this idea of a soulmate and then they pull out this like long scroll of things that this soulmate's <laughs> going to check, right? It's like, yeah. oh, this and that and this and that. I'm like, hey, I, honestly, I really respect a long list because it shows that you've, you've given it thought, right? right. But if, if you, I think there's only like one or two things on that list that really matter. And I think the biggest one is how that person makes you feel because that's what's going to last. And that's such an important thing. And it's more than like, um, you know, supported, it, it's got to serve a more um, intrinsic, purposeful uh, thing. So yeah, I mean, it, it, it all goes together. And we all we all evolve, right? There's nothing wrong with, you know, being like, I just want to have fun, no pressure. Like, I think that's immensely valuable, because that's how you learn. That's how you learn. I'm, I'm all about this mindset of the only way to learn a truth in your life is to experience it yourself. Yeah. You can read every self-help article on dating and relationship you want. You can read every thought catalog list that lists out the 20 red flags to look out for, but (laughs) you don't know it's a red flag until you've experienced it yourself. 
Mm-hmm. And you don't know, you know, what's a problem for you until you experience it yourself. Like everyone's unique just because someone else online said that, you know, um, you know, uh, something, uh, some, uh, a guy did this or that or didn't do this or that. Like that doesn't mean it's a, it's a red flag for you, for example. So everything is about experience. It's all about experience. I, I talked about this on my podcast. I, ta- I call it your hoe phase, which. Um, <laughs> yeah, kind of that's a fair statement. So woke. Yeah, it's just a cheeky way of saying it's experience. You have to have experience. Like you have to date, you have to interact to to learn these things. Like I I love people. I love people listening to my podcast, of course. But it's like I don't think my advice carries impact unless you go out and you live it. And that's my approach to everything as well. You gotta you gotta live it. You gotta touch it. You gotta smell it. (laughs) Anything you gotta do. Insert verb here. Yeah, um, you gotta you gotta do it. Okay, so let's say you go out and you do all those things, right? You learn and mm-hmm. you you stray away from something that felt really good. You know, there's a lot of conversations amongst my friends, too, about the idea of going back to somebody at this point. What are your thoughts on, you know, you, you are trying to be intentional. You're trying to feel a feeling that you had felt once before, but you know that person still gives it to you. To go back and tell that person after a bunch of time has gone by, would you consider that chasing because it's not just happening naturally on its own or is that kind of just putting yourself out there to see what happens yeah i don't know i mean something like that going back to someone is is tough and i think especially during this time like up is down down is up like what is what is right and what is wrong (laughs) it's just so difficult to say like i don't know like I, i don't know but i do know that i think when it comes to like exes or an almost relationship or someone you casually dated, but it didn't work out. Like I really do fundamentally believe that some people romantically uh, are in your life just to teach you something Mm -hmm. or to just empower you to realize something about yourself. And that's it. And when you look at it that way, there is going to be a beginning and there's going to be an end. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that's the reality of it. Like, I don't think you have to force anything from that. And I think if you can learn to appreciate the beginning and the end mm. and what happened in the middle, you're, you're going to be much better off. Like, like I give a lot of uh, advice. I get a lot of DMS and texts about breakups and my, my, my initial instinct, uh, I usually talk about two things. I talk about, I talk about closure, which is another subject that I talk about within that context. And in relation to your question, it's like in, in the context of a beginning and the end, there's a middle and there's always goodness in that middle. There's always something you could be grateful for in that middle, whether it was something you learned from that person, whether it was a good time with that person, whatever it is. And I think if we could push ourselves to just appreciate that for what it is, for what it was, and that there's a beginning and an end, I think we'd be much more hesitant to go back to that and try to rechase that feeling. But again, it's very difficult. Of course, we're human and like it's, it's, very easy to want to go back to comfort, to want to go back to something that um, has some certainty to it. But I think understanding that some people are in your life just to teach you something, just to empower you to realize something um, and that's it. And you don't have to overthink that. It's, it's, it's liberating. Um, not easy, but it's liberating. And, I, and I'd love for more people to, to realize that. Because that's another one of those things that I think that can get in the way of your forward momentum. I mean, I think we've all been kind of guilty of even, you know, remaining friends, having gray area and still talking to that person and holding on to hope. Meanwhile, somebody really cool down the street Mm. is trying to get your attention, but you don't see them. Right. You know? Yeah. That's such a good point. Uh, Yeah. I love that. I mean, I I talk about that all the time. It's like, you can say, oh, I'm just hanging out with this person. It's not serious. I'm keeping my options open. Right. It's no biggie. But I, I really don't think that's possible. 
I think even if you're just being casual with someone, you're, you're kind of turning your, your eye on potential elsewhere. Yeah. Even if you say you're not, even if you say you're not, I, I really think it's difficult, right? You're, you're unfocused, like you're, you're kind of closed off. So I, that's why, I mean, at the end of the day, it just comes back to being intentional. Like if you're just having fun with someone, that's fine. But I mean, understand what you're doing. Like you're mm-hmm. keeping that door open, you're keeping other doors closed. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same goes to exes, like, or, or an almost relationship. Like at a certain point you have to close that door and that's called closure, of course. And closure is something that I think a lot of us struggle with. Um, I talk a lot about closure. Um, and basically the headline is that closure is something that you create. Yeah. It's 100% yeah. something that you create. You don't create it with someone else. They certainly don't give it to you. Um, they don't approve your closure. Like you don't, it doesn't come to you in the form of an apology or like reassurance from someone else. It's just, it's just you finding, creating that closure. And I think honestly, to kind of wrap that up with the other question, it's like closure is literally all it is, is it's peaceful acceptance of open endings, like chapters that didn't end. Because I think that's what dating is about. Uh, unfinished chapters. Like, I think it's rare in dating unless it was like an ex- explosive breakup that it's <laughs> oh like, yo, god, that chapter so is closed. Oh my god, so real. <laughs> so, Especially those yeah, almost yeah. relationships, you know? I yeah. think there was someone I was talking to not that long ago. She's like, how am I brokenhearted over this guy that wasn't even my boyfriend? But it is yeah. that. It's just that open ending that leaves us all like, well, what if? But I like what you're yeah. saying, Case, that really liberating yourself is just, dang, is that not the key? Can I take a sip of some kind of drink and make that happen? <laughs> I, I wish it was that simple. I mean, uh, I wish it was that simple. I mean, every everything that I ever talk about and like my whole life has gotten so much better and I'm just happier when it comes to mindfulness. And all mindfulness is, is a combination of self-awareness and making choices. That's all it is. And yeah. choices are tough. Of course, any choice is tough. But if you have the choice between, you know, being um, frustrated and being unintentional versus that and being like a little bit sad because, you know, mm-hmm. you know you're bummed, but, mm-hmm. but being centered and knowing what you want and knowing what you deserve and making that choice over, over the, the former, you're just going to be so much happier. And it takes practice. It takes practice. I mean, life is filled with, um, unfinished chapters and dating is I think the, the biggest one but I think peace comes from accepting some of those things and it comes in the form of creating closure for yourself understanding the role that other people play in your life even if it's for a week even if it's for three years um, but I, I think ultimately you know it's, it's a choice it's a choice that you can make that I think once you start uh, practicing it practicing self-awareness knowing why you're doing what you're doing knowing why you're texting who you're texting why you're talking to who you're talking to i I think you're going to start to mature quickly and that's a great thing but again you know for a long time in my 20s i struggled with that i would i would find myself like on a date or talking to someone i'm like what what am i doing like (laughs) like why (laughs) what is going on um so again easier said than done but you have the ability inside of you to tap into it and i think um if you want it bad enough uh, you can certainly. Do you think that it's necessarily wasting your time when you're just trying to figure it out with someone? Um, I have somebody like in my life right now, and I just I don't know if I can specifically see myself 
being with him long term and being married and starting a family. I mean, he's great. Like, he's a great person, but I just, I, and I don't know what it is, but I just feel like as of now, like, I don't know if I can see myself with him forever. And I don't want to waste my time. Like, I know what I want, but I don't know if what I'm doing is hurting myself or, you know, just trying to figure it out. And he's already said, love you, by the way. <laughs> hey, oh, hey. <laughs> Well, <laughs> uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to know what you said back to that, but um, I, I, <laughs> I think the biggest thing is like, I think it's totally fine to be in a situation like that. I never want anyone to feel like guilty because, you know, they're unsure. Being unsure about something is not uh, a character flaw. It doesn't mean you're not being intentional. Honestly, it's, it means you're right where you need to be. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the, the question is like, you're unsure but what would it take for you to be sure? And are you, are you doing those things or that thing to get to that conclusion? So, I mean, I think that's, that's the question. It's like, I'm not sure. Well, why am I not sure? Like, can you ask yourself why until you get to the bottom of that? Is it something he's doing? Is it something he's not doing? Is it more ambiguous than that? And then given that, like, what is it, what is it that you can do to figure out your answer? I think in, in life, it's totally cool to, to date someone and be unsure but the question is, do you want to get sure? Um, and if you don't, then you're in the wrong relationship. Then you're, then you're just, you're just having fun and, and kicking, kicking the can down the road. But if you want to get sure, I think that's great. That means you're being intentional, but then that has to align with actions, right? So what is the action that you could take that would get you to feel more, more confident? Is it a question that you need to ask? Is it an experience you need to have together? Um, is it something more broad than that? I, I'm not sure I can't speak to it. Um, but I, that's how I would approach something like anytime I'm anxious in life or um, I feel lost or, you know, unsure in a, in a relationship, I sit myself down. I'm like, okay, well, what would it take for you to become sure? Like, I, I just hate that feeling of indecisiveness. Mm. And I think action cures everything. Uh, even if it's action in the form of a, of a question, a conversation, um, learning something about that person that um, you're unsure about. So like that, that's kind of my approach, kind of blanket advice. But I think that would probably um, lead you in the right direction so that you could either be more intentional with it or or not. Yeah, I think this is just my first time where I'm really just trying to take things slow because before someone would be like you want to be my girlfriend I'm like yeah you know but I think this is the first time where I'm actually like trying to lay everything out and just trying to figure it out and make sure I I mean I'm trying to make sure that I'm not wasting my time or anybody else's time you know so to me it seems like your your intention is in the right place that's a very compassionate place like I think a lot of people don't really consider their time right (laughs) it's all about your time so uh, I got to give you kudos to that um, but yeah, I mean, I think there's nothing, you know, I never want to be, that's why like, I, I'm at a point where it's like, I, I'm not being mean, I'm not being harsh, I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. And that's to say about both times. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I just don't want to date someone or be in a relationship with someone where they're more in than I'm in. Like, that's just a, a really sucky feeling. And oh, I really empathize with that. Um, so I think if you approach it from an empathetic perspective as well, like it, it'll, it'll move you. you. You're human and you're a compassionate human and you'd hate to be in that situation yourself, yeah. uh, a one-sided relationship. So I think that could also move you and motivate you as well. Case, can I ask her a real quick question before you go? Yeah. <laughs> this has been on my yeah, mind yeah. since you said it. Let's talk about this hoe phase for a second. I just need to know. So from a man's perspective too, because I listen to women all the time. I talk to women daily, but from a man's perspective, how long or is there such thing as a hoe phase being 
too long because like earlier you said okay it's cool to be single for in your 20s and your 30s five years 10 years whatever but do you genuinely feel like there's like a point where you shouldn't be in a hoe phase anymore uh, um i guess it depends on what you do during your hoe phase like when i say hoe phase like hey listen i'm all for like having fun going and hook up do whatever do whatever you want but i think if, if that's all you're doing and that's the intent behind it yeah that's that's kind of whack, but like the pure definition that I have of the hoe phase is that's the phase where you get out there and you prove to yourself what you want. Mm. You stop. I mean, I you know how many people I talk to that say, Oh, well, my type is this. And then yeah. you talk to them five years later and they're married to someone that's completely totally out of there. Mm-hmm. Well, they discovered that by dating and going on more dates and meeting more people. So like, yeah, that, that's, that's all it is. I think if, if it's, if it's, if it's certain, if it's intentional with being like, Hey, I don't know what I don't know. So I'm going to say yes to more dates. I'm going to do this, that, and the other. But within that, like, if it's not aligning, I'm going to say no, then yeah, I, you could have a whole phase. That's a decade long, yeah. I suppose. Um, sounds, <laughs> so uh, it needs to be intentional but, though. <laughs> it can't be yeah, just like, yeah. I'm just going to go hook up with buddy on Monday, then another buddy and two other Mondays, but it just, it has to be yeah. intentional to find what I like. I just think I've I've been in my hoe face for a little bit too long. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing as you're talking to her. <laughs> I'm talking about myself. Because <laughs> she wants love at the same time. <laughs> Man, Case, thank you so much for all of the knowledge that you shared with us. And I just think it is so cool that you took whatever it was in your life that kind of puts you in a position to be like, oh, shoot, am I going to get out of this or not? And and you found a way to do that by helping other people at the same time. That's a really special gift that you were given and we're really thankful for it. And if it's cool with you, we'll probably hit you up again. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I would love to. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, I, I love chatting about this, these topics. I mean, I always say it's like, I'm so grateful that I can do this and it's a passion of mine and it serves me and my growth as a dude, but also it helps other people. Like there's no greater feeling in the world. So I really do appreciate it. Thank you. And that's such a great point too. This is a dude that is willing to speak his mind and own it. And and a lot of guys need to hear that even from you. So we thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Case Kenny here with the Guilty Pleasures and Growing Pains Party. Ladies, you good? I feel yes, like they are trying to digest so everything you said. <laughs> thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.